Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope you're having a great weekend so far. Here's what we're going to be looking at today. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith has weighed in on ESG. Pastor Tim Stevens has been acquitted. We're also going to be taking a look at the UCP fundraising numbers and Tamara Leach testifies. Finally, an Alberta justice minister is accusing the federal government of withholding information that would be embarrassing to Ottawa. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith has spent the last week campaigning in Brooks Medicine Hat, where she's running for the by-election, as you know. That vote will happen next week on November 8th. At an all-candidates debate in the riding on Wednesday night, Smith pitched herself to voters as someone that's in a decision-making role and spoke about the need for healthcare reform. The candidates were also asked about how they would improve Alberta's ESG rating. ESG, of course, is the controversial environmental, social, and governance, and it's increasingly used as a rating that socially conscious investors consider before determining whether they want to invest in a given company or region. The NDP candidate, Gwendolyn Dirk was the first to be asked about how she would improve Alberta's ESG rating, and she seemed rather caught off guard. Take a listen to her response here. I have to confess, I'm not too sure how to answer that question. Um, let me just think for a moment. After a moderator stepped in to explain what ESG is, Dirk was able to respond. She attacked Daniel Smith's proposed Alberta Sovereignty Act and said it would chase away investment in the province. She also said an NDP government would reinstate tax credits the UCP government did away with. Second to answer the question was Premier Daniel Smith, and I'll let you listen to her remarks for yourself. You may have noticed that Saskatchewan just passed a, or introduced a Saskatchewan first uh, policy, so I, I think it's catching on, the idea of standing up to Ottawa, and there's a very good reason to stand up to Ottawa. Ottawa's hostile policies towards us has been led by the most extreme left on environmental, social, and governance ratings that focus so narrowly just on the issue of greenhouse gas emissions and the demonization campaign that has happened against our energy industry, which, sadly, the uh, federal government, uh, with Stephen Gilboa, is aligned with. And, and, sadly, the NDP is aligned with the Liberals at the federal level. They have proposed a policy that would put a specific cap-and-trade program on our oil and gas industry, mandating that they would reduce their emissions 42% by 2030. That is going to devastate the industry. I've talked to industry players. They would expect to see a massive decline in their share value if that comes through. This is the reason we have to stand up to Ottawa, is because they have no right to regulate our industry. If you go and look at our Constitution, natural resources are the exclusive jurisdiction of the provinces. They have no business getting in this area, and this is why Sonia Savage is going to COP27. She is going to go there to talk about the Alberta 
way of reducing emissions. You know what the Alberta way of reducing emissions is? Is let's export clean LNG to the countries in the world that are still using polluting fuels like wood and coal and dung for home heating and for cooking. That's causing 44 million deaths a year in indoor air pollution. If we do that and get credit for it through the green transfer mechanism, we can reduce global emissions. Another thing that we'll be talking about is building out our hydrogen economy. We are going to be at the heart of the hydrogen economy, and that is going to reduce overall emissions. We are also a world leader on carbon tech so that we can capture carbon dioxide and embed it in products so that we can make them more durable or put it underground. You will never see Ottawa or Stephen Gibault defending Alberta in the way that we are going to defend Alberta. That's how we'll stand up for our ESG rating. Thank you. Another big story coming out of the province this week, Alberta pastor Tim Stevens was acquitted on charges of breaching the province's public health orders which required physical distancing. Stevens spent a total of 21 days in jail in regards to the charges. In a statement, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom said Stevens was illegally arrested for having allegedly violate public health orders, which have since been shown to be, quote, ineffective and harmful. Quote, this decision sets the record straight about the justifiability of his actions and about the importance of respecting charter rights and freedoms. We are pleased that the court has acquitted Pastor Stevens on the charges of not complying with a public health order. Meanwhile, the United Conservative Party had its best fundraising quarter since former Premier Jason Kenney's pandemic crackdown. Let's take a look at these numbers. The party raised around $975,000 from the third financial quarter. That's from the beginning of July to the end of September, and it also occurred during the leadership race to replace Kenney. Those numbers mark the most that the UCP has raised since the third financial quarter in 2021 which ended just one week after the former premier implemented a vaccine passport in Alberta. Now, the UCP were still out fundraised by the Alberta NDP, who raised over $1.4 But of course, the UCP numbers don't include all the fundraising from the seven leadership candidates. And that includes Travis Taves and Danielle Smith, who each raised over a million dollars for their campaign alone. This week, Freedom Convoy organizer Tamara Leach testified at the Emergencies Act inquiry in Ottawa. She said she was motivated to get involved with the convoy because there were so many people committing suicide in her town that they stopped reporting them. Leach is, of course, from Saskatchewan originally, but now lives in Medicine Hat. Her testimony was incredibly powerful. Take a listen to her remarks now. I was seeing families torn apart. The suicides in my hometown were so numerous that they stopped reporting them. Um, elderly people were dying by themselves in long-term care facilities and saying goodbye over iPads. My grandma is 94 years old and she was locked in her little apartment by herself for two years. And now that she can go out and do things, she's not healthy enough. She lost two years of her life. My father is... I'm so sorry. Take your time. My father is a very social man. He is the Coffee Row Saskatchewan father. And I remember him telling me one day that he went down to the local restaurant that he went to every single day. And these are small towns where everybody knows everybody and he was asked to leave. And I didn't want my children and my grandchildren to live in a world like that. I was becoming increasingly alarmed 
listening to my prime minister call me a racist and say that I shouldn't be tolerated. I found his rhetoric to be incredibly divisive and I'm a, I'm a believer that if you are a leader of a country, you have to lead all of your people, even if you don't agree with them. It's worth noting that this is one of the very few times the public has heard from Leach. She was arrested for her involvement with the convoy in February while in Ottawa, and her bail conditions have barred her from speaking publicly or even contacting other organizers at times. Let's move into the controversy of the week. Alberta Justice Minister Tyler Shandro says the federal government is withholding official communication about a federal, provincial, territorial meeting because Alberta asked the government to name the four provinces opposed to its gun grab scheme. Okay guys, let's dig into the details here. The 2022 Federal, Provincial and Territorial Meeting for Ministers of Public Safety and Justice Ministers occurred on October 13th and 14th. Typically, after these meetings, the federal government releases official communication to relay what was spoken about and discussed. This is called a communique. However, in this instance, Ottawa did not release a communique saying they could not agree on the language. But Tyler Shandro says no. Ottawa simply didn't release the communication because Alberta asked them to name the four provinces opposed to its gun grab scheme in that communique. You guys know the details of the story by now. Four provinces have told Ottawa they do not want their provincial policing resources to act as confiscation agents as part of the Trudeau Liberals gun buyback program. They aired those concerns to their federal counterparts at that meeting. And then Alberta asked for those provinces to be named in the communication, but it appears that Ottawa is unwilling to do so as they have not released the official communication. Let's take a look at what Al Shander had to say, quote, The disagreement over language centered on Alberta's request that provinces opposed to taking police officers off the street to confiscate firearms be listed by name in the communique. Shander also said that Quebec is routinely listed in communiques as a province that disagrees to federal initiatives. Quote, Apparently, a lack of consensus for the same courtesy to be extended to other provinces and territories was enough for the federal government to decline to issue a communique. Alberta has asked over and over again to be treated as an equal partner in Confederation, on par with Quebec. The federal government made it clear that it is unwilling and disinterested in even taking a small step in that direction. What we're watching in the weeks to come, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has said she's done with masks. Specifically, she said she will not permit kindergarten through grade 12 students to wear masks at school any longer. Quote, the detrimental effects of masking on the mental health development, and education of children in classroom settings is well understood, and we must turn the page on what has been an extremely difficult time for children, along with their parents and teachers. Her comments come after an Alberta judge ruled last week that a February order lifting the mask mandate was unreasonable because it came from cabinet, not the province's chief medical health officer. But Smith has said she's directed her justice minister, Tyler Shandro, to examine whether to appeal. All right, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to True North if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let me know what you liked about the show. Let me know what you think I missed. And if you support our work, please visit www.donate.tnc.news. Show us your appreciation. Thanks so much. Have a great week, and God bless.